Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, and I just drank a massive rainbow unicorn. <laughs> what? Alongside uh, me is TikTok legend, uh, the Rat God. King himself, <laughs> the Reverend Braxton Taylor. How are you, sir? Oh, the rainbow unicorn's <laughs> kicking in already, huh? By the way, talking about a bang, uh, a drink, yeah. and uh, yeah, anyway. yeah, it, it, it mediocre at best, but <laughs> or this is you're so addicted to caffeine that your body just can't, you know, process. Yeah, it well, you know, everyone has these bangs now, and like yeah. you see them everywhere. There's all kinds of different flavors and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll try. I got the gas station had like a deal where you get three of them, so I bought three of them. So rainbow unicorn was the one that you chose. <laughs> I, yes, I chose rainbow unicorn because. <laughs> I mean, for the name alone. Um, yeah, and I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. I, I expected more from the Rainbow Unicorn. <laughs> well, I mean, with that name, it's such a high bar to meet. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's what, it is what it oh, is. Gosh. But, you know, it's zero calories, but, like, it's supposed to be an energy drink, right? So, well, um, I feel the energy flowing through well, my veins. Can, I can definitely tell it's working. <laughs> I'm going to be jumping out of my seat here in a minute. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Get ready, folks. Drop in. Get ready for the wild ride. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's been an interesting week. Um, here we are. Uh, we are recording this on Friday. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, or last night, we were supposed to be getting a Mandalorian trailer. It, yep. uh, it did not drop. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. We also have um, a Clone Wars uh, novel that we're going to review here for our main topic, so stick around for that. But we're yep. going to jump right into the news. And to start off, we kind of got a one-two punch here in um, in <laughs> books. We're going to start off with Star Wars Alphabet Squadron concludes with Victory's Price. Yes. So, uh, we got a fancy new cover here. Uh, looks great. Looks yeah. cool. Which all of the Alphabet Squadron novels have had great covers. If you haven't seen it yet, we did post it on our Facebook page. Yes, so you we can go did. Check that out. Yes. Um, this will be interesting for multiple different reasons. I don't know if you have kept up on any of the. I'm not going to pretend to know. Squadron. I know anything about this. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> so fine. our resident book expert can tell us about. That's this. fine. Um, <laughs> so it, you know, it follows this group of uh, pilots. Um, in the New Republic, uh, shortly after um, Return of the Jedi, and so these past two novels have been pretty good. And what's interesting about this is, if you notice from the front of the cover, we have like an older man, right? Not like super old man, but I'd say he's in his late forties, uh, like, maybe. Yeah, late forties, fifties. He's got like yeah. a gray streak in his hair. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to note about that is that character is Will Lark, and in the first two novels, Will Lark is a young man. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's interesting implications there. Yes, very interesting <laughs> implications. Well, time um, frame when this. Yeah, happens. so it kind of sounds like maybe we're getting a big time jump. Yeah. And unless he just aged very, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> hey, stress will do it to you. So. Um, and I read the, I, I've read the synopsis here and like, it doesn't really mention jumping forward in time. Yeah. So I wonder if it's, maybe it doesn't, maybe it starts out like right after the, the previous book, but then at some point jumps forward in time. I don't really know. I mean, right. we'll just have to wait and see. But anyways, this novel is going to come out March 2nd, 2021. So we still got to wait for that. 
Uh, you know, we'll be getting the High Republic novel before this comes. And so lots of things yeah, still ahead yeah. before we get to that. However, um, keep it on your list. If you've not yet, go, go back and read the, the first two. Uh, they're pretty good, especially if you're into, you know, the Starfighters and, and the pilots in the, like, the old X-Wing novels and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely um, for fans of, of those types of things from Legends. So, Yeah. Let's go into our second news story about the follow along with books. Uh, we talked a while back about Thrawn Ascendancy and how I believe the um, Star or the Star Wars Celebration version of this mm-hmm. was going to have blue, um, like edges, edges, like, yeah. yeah. And well, of course, Star Wars Celebration is not happening no. anymore, <laughs> <laughs> as uh, to my to our dismay. Yeah. However. Uh, it looks like they have now decided to include this in the first um, editions of Throne Ascendancy Chaos yeah. Rising. So, if you have a pre-order, you will most likely get this. Now, they are, they're not insuring it to everyone because, you know, there there is going to be a numbered amount of these books. Right. But chances are, if you do get a pre-order going, um, you will most likely get this novel I was going to say, this is probably much more accessible than uh, the special edition of uh, Master and Apprentice was to us. <laughs> Any, <laughs> or to anybody, anything is more accessible than that. Oh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, let's just say when we were there, we were trying our best to get there, and we cheated the system and everything. We yeah. barely even got it. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. a miracle we got those yeah. books. Yeah, so yeah. This, uh, this is pretty good for everybody, though, who would maybe not normally get to go to yeah. uh, celebrations or whatever. Like if you want to pick this up and get the special edition, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more accessible. You may not get it, but it's more accessible than maybe having to go to the con and being there early right, and all the right, stuff like that. Right. So and trying yeah. to get a ticket and all yeah, that stuff. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a win for everyone that everyone will be able to get a chance at this. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, how this book turns out, but we don't have much longer to wait it comes out on September 1st. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So I didn't realize it was that close. Right around the corner. And we have talked about maybe doing a little giveaway we so, have, with that yeah. novel. So, be listening uh, for details on that soon. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So, yeah. Keep your eyes and ears out for that, folks. Um, and also, just for the sake of it, why not? You know, if you guys listen to this and, and you would like to, to win this book. I'm not saying this is what we'll do. You know, I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> but if you would like to win this book or if you would be interested in reading this book at some yeah. point, leave a comment uh, or you know, say something about it and yeah. we'll uh, keep note there. So, <laughs> For undisclosed yes, reasons. Yes, we don't yes. really know what why. Secrets. <laughs> 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 anyway, so our, I guess technically our third uh, news piece for this week comes from uh, Hasbro, actually. Hasbro is releasing a new toy line called... Called Celebrate the Saga. So this is technically not uh, new toys as much as they are new like packaging, so to speak. And I'm going to try to go to the article here so I can read it for you all. Uh, but Celebrate the Saga. So last year, the first time in decades that Hasbro didn't release new figures on the Kid Focus 3.75 inch line with uh, standard five points of articulation. Before these figures go into the vault, it's like I said, these are older figures, uh, you can pick up eight packs featuring up uh, featuring the top 40 figures in the new Celebrate the Saga series. Separated into factions, choose from the Jedi Order, the Sith, Bounty Hunters, Galactic Empire, Rebel Alliance, Galactic Republic, First Order, and the Resistance. 
These special editions will be on shelves for a limited time and in some cases exclusively at select stores. So it's pretty interesting. Um, if you go to StarWars.com, they have this. This is where I'm kind of reading this uh, information from. Um, and it shows the individual packs. And it's actually really cool. Uh, Drew and I were talking beforehand. We talked about maybe getting like the, the Jedi Order and then the Sith one. And then just leave them in the, in, the, in the box or whatever, the packaging. And just like setting them next to each other. They'd be pretty cool. Um, I do. I don't collect as much as other people do. But I do like getting figures and things of like that stuff. I have like a shelf dedicated to that kind of stuff. Um, so it would be pretty cool to get uh, some of these. They look really nice. They're not like super high end, but that just goes show it's it's accessible to everybody. Um, they're not yeah. gonna be super expensive. So. Yeah, I, I think it it looks pretty cool, and it's uh, I believe you can get them pre-order them on like Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, yep. all those places. I think are yeah, doing says, pre-orders for them. So yeah, on here it says available pre- pre- for pre-order at Hasbro Pulse, Amazon, Walmart, and Big Bad Toy Store. And so like stores near you. Anyway, no. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out. If you guys are interested in collecting the figures uh, um, and stuff like that, that would be a pretty cool thing to get. Um, you know, it's just these like uh, kind of ending, celebrate the saga type things that can really become uh, some pretty cool collector's items, you know, possibly in the near future. Yeah, so. it looks like maybe some of them are, are going to be like specific to certain stores as well because yeah. uh, looking down here at the Sith one, it only says Best Buy. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Because yeah, I knew it, it doesn't have like an official list of which ones. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. Not the Sith one. The Sith one has multiple stores on it. The First Order one says Best Buy. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. the Resistance is Amazon. Yeah, so I, I figured know. that probably the more like, not generic, but widely known, like the Jedi Order. Or right, the right. Sith will probably yeah. won't be specific, but. Yeah, I'm really considering maybe getting the Jedi Order one and the Sith one both and, and just kind of like having yeah. both those boxes. It looks cool. So Yeah, really cool stuff. So if you guys are interested in that, definitely uh, definitely check it out. Um, so, Andrew, you want to go ahead and lead us off on our next story here? Uh, I believe we had a second half of that. You were, do you have Maybe that? I just forgot, what, forgot it what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I probably just did. <laughs> we were also going to mention that um, Star Wars Celebration had... Um, funk, special edition Funko oh, Pops that, that we're going to it's all it's all good I'll just do it <laughs> there are special edition Funko Pops that were going to be there however again because Star Wars Celebration is not happening it looks like maybe these will be a little more accessible um, I think they're going to be doing some kind of online thing here I don't know if all the details are out on how to obtain these just yet but uh, what it is is it's going to be a concept series and it's the original Ralph McQuarrie um, artist yeah, drawings yeah. of some of the Star Wars characters. And so we have like Ralph McQuarrie's Darth Vader, mm-hmm. um, Chewbacca, Starkiller, which was the female basically version of Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and um, and then Boba Fett in that like white prototype armor. Yeah. And uh, so those are all going to be coming out as Funko Pops, which is really neat. And I think... Um, yeah, I would just stay on Funko.com to check that out, figure out when exactly those will be being released and everything. I don't know if they even have a date yet. I just know that they've announced that there are going to come um, right. online sales, I believe. Right. So, yeah, I, they look really cool, though. Have you seen them? Yeah, I have actually seen them. Now that you mentioned it, I remember it. I, uh, I had seen them the other day on, on, I think, Reddit or something like that. And, uh, yeah, they look really cool. And in fact, I thought I'm probably going to pick these up because um, – I really enjoyed some of the the kind of the pre-concept stages of, of the original uh, original saga, 
Um, not saying necessarily that I would want it to, like, I'm glad it ended up the way it was, of course, but it is really cool to see what could have been type thing and see these, like, in Funko Pops. It's just such an interesting medium to see them. Yeah. I do like Funko Pops, so I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I think I will probably pick these up, so. Yeah, well, the Darth Vader one for me is, is the one I really want, and yeah, it's got that, um, you know, it's, it's a different design, but still recognizable as Darth Vader exactly and yeah. but it, you know and he's got like a blue lightsaber instead of red <laughs> it's just kind of yeah it's just different and I think it'd be cool to, to have in my collection absolutely absolutely um I can go ahead and read this one off and you can give us the details since <laughs> yeah, you read fine. this last one off um but so our final news story for the week is that there was has been actually a new interview with uh head Kathleen Kennedy uh, over Lucasfilm, and she says, and this is her quote, Lucasfilm is stepping back to assess the future of the franchise. So, Drew, give us some more informo- information on that. Yeah, so this was an interview with The Wrap, and so I'm just going to read kind of what she said here. And they, they were asking her uh, about um, George Lucas and original trilogy and different things. And she said, Oh yeah, it's an ever evolving process. You know, when I personally came into this, George had already been having conversations with his previous actors, Carrie and Harrison and Mark. There was a saga that the fans loved and he never finished. He always talked about doing nine movies and he was ready to complete that. And so our focus had been from the beginning on finishing that saga. Hmm. Which is interesting, interesting. because yeah. uh, reports usually say that George Lucas's vision is completely different than mm-hmm. than what uh, Kathleen Kennedy, you know. So it's definitely interesting that she would mention it in that way. Yeah. So there's more here. Um, yeah. And then she says, and now we're stepping back. Stories have been told within this universe over the last 40 odd years. And there is now the realization that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years. We already knew that Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. When you come on, <laughs> when you really start Noob. to look at all the different stories <laughs> that have been told, whether it's in books and games, we just need the time to step back and really absorb what George has created and then start to think about where things might go. That's what we've been doing, and we've been having a great deal of fun doing it and meeting with lots of different filmmakers and talent. There's so many fans out there and so many filmmakers that have been influenced by Star Wars for so long that it is a fantastic opportunity to get a sense of who wants to be a part of this, so that's what we've been doing. She also goes on to say um, that they're really going to try to focus on uh, very character-driven um, extended storylines, connected storylines, mm-hmm. and that um, they're also going to make a priority to have more um, female directors involved. Okay. Well, so there's interesting things to say there for sure. Um, I will go ahead and say that, you know, it, it is interesting that she, she mentions it in the way that she did uh, with all these rumors going around that, oh, George Lucas is going to come in, he's going to redo the, the sequel trilogy. Like, that seems pretty pretty far-fetched. I still don't believe that's the case, of course. You but, don't want a Lucas cut? <laughs> I mean, it's not that I do, wouldn't want it, but I'm just saying I don't think yeah, it's going right, to happen. Right, right. But I will say this, it is interesting, though. It is interesting that, that Kathleen said what she said in the manner that she said it, that basically it almost in a weird, shaded way it's almost not like yeah we recognize that the, the sequel trilogy wasn't as exactly aligned with his stories that we then we would hope you know what I'm saying? that's what it sounded like she's kind of saying and that she wants to to delve and step back a little bit deeper and, and look into what his stories actually were you know whatever so it's interesting to look at that but yeah. how she said it is to continue on so i don't think that they're going to redo the sequel trilogy first of all i just want to say that 
But I do think it is cool that she is recognizing that that the fans' responses were yeah, kind of and I, mixed well, and there. she you know, and she also recognizes that you know it's more than just the the six movies we had, <laughs> right. you know, right, that, way more, yeah, yeah. I mean, that she she's acknowledging the fact that you know there is like a twenty five thousand year span, yeah, I mean, there's an extended universe, uh, yeah, you the know? extended universe full of things, and she even you know she goes on to mention. Um, well, she mentioned games and what was the other thing she said? I can't remember. I have but to, I have yeah, to look again, just because I do want to see what she said there. Yeah, yeah. But it is cool that she's she's mentioning that, and that kind of gives us hope for the future. You Books know. and games, yeah, that's what okay, she said. Go. Yeah. And so you know, it, which it's kind of funny because the way she says it, it makes it sound like she, like someone like just told her about it yesterday. Oh, so apparently there's <laughs> all these like, books. She's and like, games. wait, there's <laughs> books and games. <laughs> Okay, maybe, maybe we should there, look into those stories. No, there was, there was. I, I honestly, honestly, goodness, I bet that's what it was because there is an interview that when she was talking about the sequel trilogy, well, she, she had mentioned there was there was nothing that to go off of. This was brand new for us. Yeah, like, the, the fans had a heyday with that uh, one. Yeah, with that so, comment. No, I, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think she was completely oblivious. I think she's not completely oblivious. I'd say she knew about. She she had to have known there were books. I'm sure people have t- been telling her that those yeah. things. But I mean, as far as her knowledge goes with that stuff, I'm sure it was minimal to to <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. And that's not any bash even towards her. That's no, just no, no. she. You know, she is a a businesswoman. I don't. I I I don't think she's a Star Wars fan first and foremost. She's right. a businesswoman yeah. first and foremost. Who's been put in a position to lead Lucasfilm. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's nothing against her at all, but she's not, I don't believe she is the kind like us that sit in our, in our nerdy rooms our with our, with our, <laughs> her, her dungeons with our uh, Star Wars toys and, <laughs> and the you. sacred texts. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. that's Kathleen Kennedy. And that, again, that's nothing really against her. However, the fans do think we'd probably be better off with someone like that leading the the, yeah. the crowd. But. And, 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 you know, that's a whole other conversation. I definitely think that, it would, in my opinion, it kind of takes a mixture of both. You know, it kind of takes a mixture of, like, the, the cave well, sure. dwellers, but also someone who's kind of progressive and, and, and well, business yeah. forward as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you're leading Lucasfilm, you got to know business. You're going yeah, to have to understand. Multi-billion and, and some would argue that Kathleen Kennedy doesn't really know because she's made some <laughs> interesting decisions. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. well, in, in the in the I think the weirdest thing is the marketing sometimes. Oh um, yeah, it was getting really cool getting uh, Star Wars bottled water before season or episode at seven coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think Star Wars. And this is getting kind of off on a, on a rant, but I'm going to say anyways. I yeah. think Star Wars really needs to get a plan together, which is kind of what she's saying here. Yeah, they're 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 stepping back. They're they're assessing things, right? But when they finally do figure out their plan. They need to talk about their plan. Yeah. They need to let people yeah. know what that plan is. Well, and it needs to be a multifaceted yeah. plan that, that covers film, TV, sure, book, yeah. comic, everything. You well, it's like, him? you know, the MCU. They, you know, Kevin Feige comes out every, every you know, however many years and, and, and brings out the yeah. next phase and he's like here's the yeah. next here's the next phase or two phases of movies we're gonna do and now disney plus shows and of course all that's changed after he did that because of recent events but huh. um yeah, yeah however uh it's still you know we know what to expect with the mcu for a long time to come right and i actually appreciate that i'm yeah. i like knowing I what's agree. coming i agree and you know 
right now, all of the fans of Star Wars, we just want to know like what to expect. Yeah, I mean, like we may you don't have to know all the details, but at least give right, us a right. foundation to work yeah. off of. We don't have to you know, know every detail, but just give us something so we know <laughs> right. what's. I mean, yeah, we know yeah. we know of some Disney Plus shows. Uh, we know of we know a movie's coming in twenty twenty three. But I think yeah. at least tell us what the movie's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, what's like what what even like just the area that it would be in. And do you think? And stuff like that, you do know? you think it's possible they don't know? Way it sounds, yeah. I mean, it could be very well be that they keep pushing back, and then now that she's come out this interview, that like, oh, we're reassessing essentially what yeah. we're even doing. <laughs> but you have to think, yeah. Even a movie that's coming out in twenty twenty three. It takes a long time to get things prepared and, oh, sure. and set up for that. Yeah. So they they have to be making those decisions soon. You would think. Um, you would think. You yeah. Would, yeah. You would think. <laughs> you would. You would think so. Yeah. Um, you would also think George, or you would also think that Luke Skywalker is a main character in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> like, but surprise. <laughs> Okay, now we're getting off on it. <laughs> now we're getting off on it. Now we're starting on a whole other thing. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, though. You're absolutely Rainbow right. Rainbow unicorn. Oh, the rainbow unicorn is kicking in, people. Andrew's not depressed this episode. He's got rainbow, rainbow unicorn, unicorn coursing through, through my veins. <laughs> you can hear the uh, the whinny of the horse in the in the pale moonlight. <laughs> anyway, um, getting crazy off topic here. <laughs> but so anyway, so to to reel it back in a little bit. I do really think that uh, I do think that it's possible that they really don't know for sure. I mean, maybe they had an idea and then maybe they wanted to go one direction and then all of a sudden something else happened. Maybe another comment came through or another executive or higher up like, I don't, just don't think it's a good idea. So then like they got hit with this interview and then Kathleen's just like, at this point, we're just kind of reassessing what we're doing. You know, at yeah. this point, we're just trying to figure out and realign ourselves with what Lucas was trying to do. You know? Yeah. So, all knows? right, well, let's let's jump into rumors now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, first of all, we're going to talk about uh, the Mandalorian trailer that we were supposedly getting yesterday. And when we yeah. say yesterday, we mean Thursday, Thursday so, evening. Uh, the 20th. Um, yeah, yeah, which was... So, here's the deal. Um, Kessel Run Transmissions, <laughs> uh, who... Corey Van Dyke, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, they have sources that they... They talk about a lot of rumors. We get a lot of rumors from them. Um, and they also uh, were talking about... They weren't even saying, like, hey, this might be a possibility. <laughs> right. I read multiple times from him and the other guy. I don't remember what his name is, but his yeah. Twitter as well. They were both like, this is happening tonight. Yeah. Like, it's happening... Like they, they were, were very confident. Very, very confident. confident. And so, because of that confidence, and they're in the know, they have sources. I mean, yeah. clearly, they've they've reported on things correctly before. Yeah. Um, I assumed it would happen. Like, we we were prepared and ready to, to get together and, and do something when this trailer... Yeah. When this trailer came out. Precisely. And, uh, we, we, you know, we were prepping for it. And it never came. And so I looked into kind of like what they were saying. They're like, well, plans changed. Apparently plans changed is what they, basically what they're saying. Um, I I started to lose hope in this yesterday when Star Wars had not said a word about this trailer. And I personally don't believe we're getting a trailer Surprisingly, I don't think they're just going to surprise us with a trailer. Star right, Wars yeah. and any other time we've gotten a trailer that I can think of, they have given a notice of, right. hey, 
we're releasing a trailer tonight. Be at, make sure you're watching this NBA game. Make sure you're watching this football game, whatever. Right. Um, because the trailer will air tonight during that game. Well, I mean, think about this. Think about this, right? They take however many hundreds of thousands of dollars probably mm-hmm. it takes to produce this really well-made trailer. Yeah. And then they probably spend even more money on the marketing funding uh, to get input within a big NBA Finals game, right? Yeah. They're not going to just be like, well, I just hope everybody's watching. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and the reason that a deal like that is made is so that they will say that so that the NBA game gets more views. You know what I mean? It's a... Uh, symbiotic relationship right. the there. NBA yeah. are not going to be like yeah show your trailer secretly they're going to be like yeah <laughs> right. show your trailer but make sure you tell People everyone so about it so everyone's yeah. watching the game Yeah. and so um, now the first trailer shown for the Mandalorian I believe was in some kind of sports game I don't remember exactly what it was yeah, I don't remember but I believe that they announced they did announce it that day that it was coming out mm-hmm. later that evening uh, so, you know, I had hope for a little bit, but then the later it got on, the day went on, I was like, no, it's not happening. And so now they're saying, well, maybe it's Saturday because we have another NBA game on Saturday. It's supposed to be another big one. Um, and now that's what they're saying. Kind of reminds me of the um, episode of Parks and Recreation where it's like, Zorb is coming to destroy the <laughs> earth tonight. It doesn't come. All right. I think it was actually, I misread the text. It says <laughs> it's next Thursday. And it's like, actually that day's booked the park. Friday. Oh, he's coming <laughs> back coming next Friday. Friday. You yeah. know, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we'll keep you guys updated. If we, of course, like if we find out for sure from, from Lucasfilm, Star Wars, that, uh, this trailer's coming out sometime this weekend, yeah. we'll make sure to post that on, on, um, and, and maybe when you're listening to this, it's already happened. Yeah, and, it's, or, it's possible. Or, or this um, like Saturday afternoon. So, yeah. So it may have already happened. And maybe we've already had a live thing talking about. It. We're hoping to have like a live video. Yeah. Uh, talk to you guys about what was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's already happened by the time you're listening to this. But right now it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. It, I doubt it's going to happen, but it's possible. So. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's go on to our second rumor for the week. Um, and Drew's going to have a little bit more information on this. But the rumor is that the Kenobi series is getting ready to film in Southern California. And according to a particular source, uh, that they will be, uh, he's almost positive they'll be filming in November, but it's not going to be anything major. Um, so, Drew, what do you have on this? Uh, so, what I have here is that according to some sources that LRM had and Jason Ward had from Making Star Wars, yeah. um, they're they're thinking it may even be as soon as early, or I'm uh, sorry, the end of September, oh, that they okay, might nice. do some. And the reason that they can already do this is because it's, it's appearing that they're going to use the Tatooine set from The Mandalorian. Oh, they're going to reshape okay. some of that, reuse some of that. And 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 do the um, and do some scenes for Kenobi. Yeah. Now they're, it's appearing like the main cast and stuff for Kenobi will not be um, doing anything until 2021. So this yeah. could be just some like larger shots, you yeah, know, like of panning yeah, shots, like panning yeah, shots, yeah, things like that. Um, and maybe even if let's say they do want to do like a Kenobi walking through the desert, they could easily throw in a stunt guy or something, throw on a robe. Cause most of the time Kenobi's probably going to be, he's going to have a robe on covering his face. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, yeah. anyways. So yeah. they could easily do that. Have some, some panning shots where he's walking through the desert, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I doubt any of the major characters are going to be there on set. You right. Know? Right. And so 
But this is one of those things where it's like because of the Mandalorian, they're going to be able to get an early head start on some of this. And I think that's great because the sooner they can work on this, sooner they can get things accomplished, the sooner we'll see that series come out and my life will be forever changed. So. I don't know what we're going to be doing for that series. I, I mean, we're going to be doing something special for that. I don't oh, know what gonna it is. Oh, it's going to be special. There's, there's going to be, be some, special. There's going to be fanfare. There's going to be special episode. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, but there's gonna, well, it's going to be big. <laughs> that will be the biggest, like I think we've said before, but that is going to be the biggest Star Wars thing for us. Oh, absolutely. Since the prequels. Yeah. With, yeah. with you know, back when we got Kenobi in the prequels. Yeah. This will be the next biggest thing we've ever gotten out of Star Wars for yeah. you and me. Yeah. And so that will be a very, very, big deal we will have all kinds of stuff about it i'm sure and lots and lots to yeah. say well i mean this you'll be, be so sick of hearing us saying kenobi <laughs> we'll be some of you might already it. be sick of it but you're gonna be real sick of it we'll be talking about it months before during and after and, and <laughs> well, the rest of our lives <laughs> a year and a half from now essentially something around there right yeah uh so so who knows where we're going to be with the podcast at that point we might be full-blown you know video and and, and well we hope to be we hope to be at that point um again we're working on those things right uh talking through planning a lot of different things for you guys and so we hope in a year and a half that we'll be uh farther along on some of those dreams and uh (laughs) visions we have yeah precisely it's all gonna be it's all gonna be up to you guys how much you want to listen to us and support us will always be a huge help in that so yeah absolutely so anyway to button up that rumor um basically you know just wanted to show that you know it, the filming isn't officially starting uh, until until later on, but but maybe to the beginning of 2021. But there is some stuff already in pre-production, so pretty cool stuff. So, Drew, you want to yeah? So, uh, what we have here is Star Wars rumored to be working on Ben Solo featured movie or series. Yeah. So I have a quote here, or I have a post from Corey Van Dyke. From Kessel Run's Transmissions yeah. again. Yeah, and uh, so they're, yeah, like I said, there's, they're a pretty good source for some rumors, uh, that's for sure. But he says, we've been, or we've heard Ben Solo is a character Lucasfilm wants to further develop. Uh, we don't know if this is a series or a movie, but it's definitely being worked on. We also don't know if this is a pre-TFA or post-T-Ross, uh, but if it... Uh, if I were to guess, I'd say pre-TFA. Again, this is an early development. So TFA being The Force Awakens. Um, so right off the bat here, it's actually kind of interesting. We already have been... Well, my first question is, did he watch the, the last movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now that you say that... Um, it's kind of interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that you would, would say that. Because this was only a few days ago. So I mean, yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> So I'm like, post, it's like somewhere in, in spirit world. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you see him like reuniting with grandpa and there's something like Who knows? Oh, that'd be cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, so I mean, obviously pre-Force Awakens would probably make sense or maybe even like mid somewhere in the sequel trilogy. But there, that's the reason I'm like, I'm like, to me, it's kind of surprising because we already have the comic was the rise of Kylo Ren. Uh, I believe it's called that. I don't know, it, could be, it could be wrong, but anyway, um, we already kind of have a you know a fairly decent look into his younger life. So I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it in that, but I don't know. It'd just be surprising to me if that did end up being what it is. I personally think there's a lot more to tell. Yeah. Um, we we've only gotten one comic series, and it wasn't even that long of a comic series, um, and it was. It was basically when he when he turns right when right. he has that moment of and, and kind of gives into the dark side. So I think that 
what this most likely is and what I think it should be is actually the story of Kylo Ren becoming a Jedi with Luke. So we'll see, um, I was I just want to insert this on uh, just to get your opinion on this. So does that mean we're going to be getting some more Mark Hamill? Oh, absolutely. Because what I think, again, what I think this is, is an animated show. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, I think this is animated. Okay. I think this will be an animated show with Mark Hamill coming back because he's a voice actor anyways. Yeah. It'll be very easy for him to do this. And it'll be yeah. a great a great thing. And and we all get more Mark Hamill. Well, and we get you know kind of I mean? a redemption a little bit exactly. for some of us who are not super yeah. happy with Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think this is, I think this will be a win for us if we can get this show. Yeah. I Now, I will say, I hope this is not kids show oh like, i agree i agree i understand star wars is is for everyone i like it to be that way yeah. so i'm not saying it needs to be some mature adult show but what i'm saying is, is i hope it's not like like resistance like yeah, really I hope it's not super geared towards like like you know because it could easily become this group of this group of young Jedi learning how to become you making know, their way through the universe. Through, yeah, and like it just ends up being this like you know, yeah. and there's the quirky one and the you know and what then I'm saying, the tough silent one, <laughs> yeah. and then it, yeah, yeah, but and, like and Kylo Ren's getting bullied at the temple, it's and, like, and then Kylo Ren <laughs> murders all of them. It's like yeah, you know, I mean, so it couldn't. I mean, they could make it that, but I hope that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's so much more story to tell there. The relationship between Luke and 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 Ben and mm-hmm. and and also just like and in, in, in the process getting more about Luke in that time because we don't know a whole lot about about like Luke's adventures and what he was doing and and so we kind of would get that through that as well uh, so I I think that's what it should be I think animated is going to be the best way to do it um, because doing a live action will be tough just because you're gonna have to de-age Mark Hamill right um, and, and that's even if he's up for it. And, right. And then, like, you'd have to cast a young um, Adam Driver. And yeah. I think it would, be, logistically speaking, I think it would make a lot more sense to be animated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I would be cool with it either way. It would be interesting to see it live action. But as long as they take it, the animated one, in a, in a, in a good, solid direction, I wouldn't Well, care. I will say, if I think... I think if this is to be a live action show, it needs to be after his turn, and he's already Kylo Ren. True. Yeah. That, that, that way like we can Adam use Adam Driver. Driver. It's like, but to get Adam Driver to be in just like a random TV show, not that he hasn't done it before, but you know what I'm saying? You have to yeah. get him and Mark Hamill, and that would be kind of difficult. And the thing, the, the thing also to remember here is we already have the story of his turn, and, and so far in canon, when something like that has happened, they don't really go back to it like it's already happened right so like and what i mean by that is we got that story in a comic so i don't know that they would retell the story again um in a and that's why it surprised me when that comic was released because i thought that would be a story they would wait to tell in a movie or a a series or something because it's kind of a big moment yeah and and that's why i said i was kind of surprised too because i figured they'd be touching on that but maybe even before that and but that's not to mean star wars won't change the way they do things and be like you know what we did tell it in a, in a comic, but we want to retell it, maybe even change some things. Uh, I know some fans would get upset about that, but, you know, it's just the way things go sometimes. And I think m- 10 times, 10 billion times more people will see it oh, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a series on Disney Plus that have no idea that it already has been told in a comic. Yeah, precisely. So. Precisely. So, I mean, overall, um, 
I wouldn't say it's improbable that this is, you know, because this is a rumor, of course, but I think it is, it, it's possible that this is, this could happen. So whether that be live action or animated, I think animated makes more sense, especially when you said it like that. Um, but yeah, so keep your, keep your uh, eyes out for that. I mean, we have no clue, you know, even if it's real, but even, even if it is real, yeah. when it would come or anything like that. But, but uh, as we know, Ben Solo is is definitely one of the more popular characters to come out of the sequel trilogy, oh, if not the most popular. Absolutely, and my so, favorite character. <laughs> yeah, my favorite too. And so that being said, he's the obvious candidate to have another series of come out of it. You know, yeah. from the sequel. Well, trilogy. let us not so. forget Ray's <laughs> Lego holiday special. Well, we, yeah, you, you heard it here, folks. I can't even get it up. You heard it here first last week. Ray's getting her story continued in the most important form possible. <laughs> Animated Lego so, special. So you know, uh, it's only it's only that's funny. It's it's only downhill from here for Kylo Ren. He can't. I mean, he can't beat that. I mean, yeah, Ray's already got the top spot. Do? So what are you gonna do? It's better than that. <laughs> oh, uh, so anyway, so. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and like I said, if we end up hearing more about this, you know, uh, whatever it may manifest, we'll obviously be talking about it right here in the podcast, and we'll probably be posting the articles we see and stuff yeah. like that um, on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. let's go into our releases. And this week we have on um, coming on out on Tuesday is the Clone Wars stories of light and dark. Which is the sorry if you hear a oh extremely God. loud lawnmower outside the window. Where is it coming? I don't from? know where it's at. But um, Grief. anyways, um, that will be coming out on Tuesday. Uh, well, that's actually the novel we are about to have a review on here in just a few yep. moments. And um, also on Wednesday we're getting Doctor Afra issue three, and uh, Clone Wars. Um, Adventures or battle tales or whatever it's called. I don't even care wow. about it. I don't even. Wow. <laughs> I don't even read it. So, but I think it's issue four is coming out on Wednesday as well. So if you like that series, you can go read it and tell me about it if you want. <laughs> if there's something important, <laughs> let me know. Maybe you can leave, guys leave a fan review. We'll take <laughs> leave that. a fan review and, <laughs> and we'll maybe, talk about it on the show. Yeah, and, and maybe I'll go read it then if it's any good. But um, so yeah, that's what all we have in releases this week. Cool. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into our Q and A for the week. Uh, as we all know, we uh, we make a Facebook post and now an Instagram, uh, where we ask you all to ask us questions, bring up topics, and more. Uh, and like I said, we always try to do three questions, topics, suggestions a week. And if there are ever more, they'll be put into a queue for the following. So with that being said, we have one from last week that we're gonna answer, and then two from this week. The first one comes from Kristen Perry, who says, "When you played Jedi Fallen Order." What custom lightsaber did you use? So um, sometimes I have a trouble remembering my own telephone number, so I probably am not going to be able to tell you exactly what I had. Um, but I will tell you that, well, first of all, it drew off the top of your head. Do you remember anything about what you, you did? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. All right, next question. No, no. I have no idea. Uh, the only thing I remember is that I did stick with like try to keep a more traditional appearance yeah. of, of like a Jedi lightsaber, 
Um, yeah. I remember at first I did try to like make it either look like the Skywalker saber or Kenobi's, but you can't really make it look like either one of those. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, yeah. so that, that's all I remember. Yeah. I was gonna say, it's kind of the same for me when I first played through fallen order and, and you know, it's post order 66 and everything's so different and you're the last Jedi in, in his mind, at least, you know, um, I tried to keep it pretty traditional. Like, I don't know. I just, I just had this feeling like, Oh, I want to make it like, look like the traditional, uh, you know, I want to keep it like the traditional, uh, sabers. So I kept it the, the classic, like black and silver and, you know, just like the, you know, yeah. I think I just kept it as blue and green and stuff like that. Right. Um, but as I kept playing through the game, um, you met more, you know, ex Jedi, more force wielders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you unlocked more and more things and stuff. I, I ended up changing a little bit. I started going back to, uh, my roots for whatever reason i always end up going back to this but like the like the wood handle and like the 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 saber tooth thing yeah as soon as i saw that i was like braxton's <laughs> gonna use that yeah i did for, and then i changed the blade to green um and then so then as i started kept playing it more and then i kind of did like a second playthrough i just started to get wackier and wackier and eventually like i ended up having like pink every hot pink everything like pink shawl pink ship pink blade collar and i just thought like oh man how fun it'd be if i just come through and just wreck everybody like we're just blasting all hot pink you know <laughs> but in terms of the hill i don't remember any of the names but like my the one i ran for the longest time i think it had something to do with like valor and defense or valor and wisdom i think it was um so i apologize for not none of the specifics but but yeah for the longest time i think drew and i was kind of the same we just kind of kept it basic like traditional like yeah, Jedi, yeah. black and silver type thing. Yeah, and so she had, did she ask also about like your appearance or was it just a lightsaber? Oh, just a lightsaber. Just lightsaber. But well, I'm going to mention the appearance anyways. <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> um, what, what really bothered me about that game is the fact that like all you get is a stinking poncho. Yeah, like a shawl and poncho thing. Yeah. I that drove me insane. Like I kept waiting for the moment when you find like a Jedi robe. Right. I know. And, and I understand like you're a Jedi in hiding. He wouldn't wear a Jedi robe. Well, whatever. He's going care. around killing people with a lightsaber. It. Let me put on a Jedi well, robe. Okay. But later on you get an inquisitor's outfit. So why can't you get a Jedi robe? Yeah. I mean, at some point I think that should have been an option. Right. Yeah. I understand the beginning you're in, you're in hiding, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But it would have been nice to eventually have that. You, it's not in the game at all. No. All you get no. is well, you do end up getting the Inquisitor uh, outfit, but that came like later on. After it was the like game an was add-on. released. It was like yeah, a DLC yeah. Or um, but for the longest time, you you only had different designs of ponchos, and then just like the jumpsuit he wore underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I I. I never liked the poncho. I never yeah. got into that. Now, one I kind of did like, they modeled it, modeled it, wow, I don't think modeled. Stroke, modeled it after the, uh, after the re- rebellion, like, like fighter pilots. And it was like the mm-hmm. orange and white. I ended yeah. up using that one a lot because I thought that was pretty cool. To be honest, I don't remember what poncho I used, mm-hmm. um, but I do remember I used the, like, it was supposed to kind of look like Luke Skywalker's jumpsuit. Like, yeah. his, uh, kind of like, um, what was it called? It had something that kind of a callback to that as well. I don't know, but it was like a tan. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I used I would wear that and try to look as close to a Jedi as possible. <laughs> right. But there's no way to really make it look like no. A Jedi. You really can't. and so that's what I'm asking for for the second one. Yeah. Give me Jedi robes. I know, I know. And as well now, they've become more of a Jedi. More, he's like tra- probably going to end up training people and all this stuff like that. I want to see he that. Need, I want to see needs a Jedi robe. He yeah. needs a robe. He needs a robe. So. So anyway, so yeah, uh, so in terms of the saber, I think we just kind of kept it uh, classic. Um, we yeah. very, <laughs> very variated a little bit from time to time, uh, especially when I was on Kashyyyk. I changed it back to wood and horn and all stuff like that, but kept it pretty classic. So, all 
All right, so thank you for the question, Kristen. Um, our second question comes from David Gill. Hey, Gilly and boy. he says, what do you think lightsabers smell like? I think burnt popcorn. Um, so, so let's, he has like three questions. So let's kind of like hit all yeah, them so real quick. So let me touch on that one real quick. That first part that he said there. Um, yeah. th- so in legends, we know what a lightsaber smells like. Um, they, they, they talk about it multiple times. That smells like ozone. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, so what's funny, it may be like subconscious memory, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what I thought would smell like. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I can't reference like a, any kind of new canon yeah. where they talk about that. Then it might be out there. It probably, but I, it but I can't be. say for sure. So I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, but I know p- plenty of times in Legends, it talks about the, the smell of ozone on a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's which for those of you who did, may not know, that's like. You, you might smell that before a storm, you know? Yeah. And, and it's because of the, the lightning energy and the splitting the atoms and blah, blah, blah. See, well, I was going to say what my original thought was static electricity. That yeah. smell of static mm-hmm. electricity, which is probably ozone, honestly. But. Yeah, so like that um that really hot laser, le- electric, you know, it's it also creates burning that. air molecules around right. it, you right. know? And so it's some kind that. of seared smell, you know? Exactly, yeah. So that's what I'm going to assume is the smell. Yeah. And uh, I assume that will... And who knows? Maybe it does smell like burnt popcorn. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we we can mess with David. We we know him. He's his brother-in-law or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that what was... he is to him. So <laughs> he's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. No, oh, burnt popcorn? Not... Are you kidding me? What are you? <laughs> what is this nah, rookie hour? I love you, David. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. But anyway, I yeah, I think like static electricity or like ozone for sure yeah. is like something I'd go. Or oh, like here's a great example. Like the old tube TVs and then like yeah, you right. smell the TV smell when it's it. on and you get that like static shock from it that yeah, smell yeah. that's what it is I just pictured you like your face just like smushed into the screen like oh. taking a big whiff of it oh my gosh this smells like a lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay yeah, yeah let's, let's go. anyway so the second part of this question was we also we see that Mace Windu uh, is very skilled at hand-to-hand combat via the second animated or excuse me the 2D animated Clone Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Why do you suppose we haven't seen that since? Or basically, why why do you suppose we haven't seen hand to hand fight like that? I have my thoughts, but what are yours? I'm curious. Well, so we have a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a little bit more of his combat in some comics, and I think even in the in the Clone Wars series that I I think there was some. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe know. not to the degree of what he did in the two D animated yeah. one, because like he just wrecks by himself, like <laughs> right. like insane, absolutely destroying those like super battle droids or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but you know that was a very everyone was kind of like insane in that, like right. And they part really of it, blew everything up in that. Movie. Yeah, and, and part of it was they did like go to the extreme with all that stuff intentionally, uh, just right. to make it more entertaining to watch. Which we know this definitely like not. It's not canon anymore. Like that's not one of the canon Clone Wars stuff. Right. My understanding. Yeah, I don't believe it is. Uh, I believe that it's now considered legends. Um, but yeah, but but we have many sources where it talks about Mace Windu, Mace Windu being like a master swordsman. Right. He's like one of the best swordsmen yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah. But we don't we don't see a, a ton of him actually utilizing that. Yeah. And so that is an interesting point. Now he went one on one with. Uh, 
you know, Darth Sidious, which is the, the Sith Lord, you know, um, he went one on one with and, and, and to some degree, some, you know, argue that argue. Maybe Sidious that, you know, Sidious let him win, but he did right, win. Right. Arguably. You know? yeah. yeah. So, he... but your question was, why don't we see him basically hand hand fight? And I think honestly, for me, we haven't had a reason to see him hand to hand fight in the, the 2d Clone Wars movie. It was like, let's show every Clone Wars character and just beef them up. And that's, yeah. you know, that was, that was all they did. And, and Clone Wars, uh, later on, you know, he was a character in it, but we, he wasn't a main character, clearly. And we just yeah. didn't, I don't think we just ever really had a reason to see him fight like that. I mean, yeah, that's kind of my I think, answer. No, I, I agree. I think no one just made it a, a priority to tell, yeah. to tell any, really any stories with Mace Windu. I think, I think we would have actually benefited from a deeper dive into Mace Windu. Sure. Um, I think there is story to tell there oh yeah story yeah. kind of like well, i mean he's one of the like he dances between the light and the dark yeah and there's a lot of moral um ambiguity yeah ambiguity <laughs> there and and i think that it would be interesting just to see some more of his personal struggles with the war yeah and kind of where his head's at with all that stuff yeah that's that, that is interesting because you really don't see that yeah, we don't get a we don't yeah. really get a lot of it. We see his comments and things in the in you know to other people, and sometimes right. those bring up um, some very interesting um, talks <laughs> right. in itself. Yeah, and so it'd be interesting to get a more personal story of Mace Windu, and and maybe yeah. we'll get that eventually. I think a novel would be well, a great place to do that. So but. let's jump into the final third of his question, which we can continue talking about this. Oh, which yeah, was, do you think he is still alive yeah. after his encounter with Sidious and Anakin? So let's just break down what happened. So uh, Anakin, you know, he, he gets shocked a little bit. Anakin cuts off his hand and then force pushes him out of this window. Um, I'm just going to jump cut to the chase. Um, yes, I think he's still alive. I don't think he died. That's just my head cannon, of course, not actual cannon. But I'm like, we see, Jed- I mean, one of the first seasons, maybe in the se- maybe it's the second season of Clone Wars, we see Anakin and Ahsoka jump from like... F- 50 stories high off that, like, that battlement of, of the droids. And they just, like, at the very end, just pushed a little bit with the Force and then stuff. And then, you know, you don't even have to go... They didn't have to do that. We can look at Episode 3, where Obi-Wan jumps down. He doesn't use the Force at all. It just lands. Yeah. And not even hurt whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, for me, it's one of those things where... Uh, that... Uh, also, train of thought. Um, oh, we've seen Jedi fall from you know, greater heights and, and worse circumstances and survive it, with Mace Windu being basically the second highest of the order. One of the best, you know, fight. I mean, I have no doubt that he lived. I mean, if he died, it was just to, Oh, you know, he couldn't be, he wasn't in the, in the original series. So he can't be here now. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the only reason that I think that they would make him actually die. But seeing how there's actually now all these new characters like Ahsoka and, 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 and so on and so forth that are not technically Jedi and that, that live, uh, throughout the OG trilogy, you know what I'm saying? I have no doubt that he survived. Yeah. So I, I'll start by saying, I believe George Lucas intended for him to be dead. Right. Uh, in, in, in episode three, I, I believe that was George Lucas's intention. He dies when he falls out the window, but I am 100% in agreement with you. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's dead. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Um, now that, now that Disney owns it, they can change it, right? They can, right. they can add to this and Mace Windu's gotta be alive. There's no way he died from that. Now yeah. the, the way 
you handle that as where it's tricky and why right. I think they've not touched it yet. Right. And why they may still not for a long time to come. Right. Because how do you handle a Jedi considered to be one of the best to never show up in the original trilogy, to never help out, to never... Exactly. That's where that's where it gets difficult, right? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is just my thought. Like, Mace Windu has always been, like, no feeling. Pardon me. Um, he's, like, always been, like, no feelings, right? Like, this is, like, this is, the, this is what we have to do. Let's just do it. I don't care how you feel about it. Just do it. And maybe because of that rigidity of self-code, uh, plus dancing with the light and dark with uh, Style 7 or whatever it is, uh, um, my point is is that maybe after the, the the order fell, he's just like, okay, whatever, I'm done. I'm doing my own way. I'm doing this by myself. I'm just going to survive now. And I can easily see Mace Windu being like that because he was kind of like a loner. He really was. Like, uh, you know, he really didn't have any close friends, you know, because, you know, Qui-Gon had... had uh, Qui-Gon had Obi-Wan and Anakin had Obi-Wan and they all had each other. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had somebody, it seemed like, yeah. but Mace Windu really never was that close to anybody. So I could yeah. see him just like abandoning everything, just living by himself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like Mace Windu believed in the Jedi Order. Yeah, I mean, I agree and, with that. And yeah. so I don't yeah. know that he would truly just throw it all away. But I think... I... You know, it, it's interesting, like you said, we have all these, we, we now know there's plenty of Jedi that survived Order 66. Mm -hmm. You know, used to, when the original trilogy came out, it was only, it was only Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yep. And that was it, right? Yep. And now we know, of course, there were actually plenty of others that maybe weren't considering themselves Jedi anymore. They weren't called yeah. a Jedi, but yeah. they were Jedi. They were, right? Yeah, I mean, they were light side force users <laughs> light with side lightsabers. Light side force users so, with I mean, lightsabers, yeah. Oh, I just thought something. What if he was stunned because of the lightning and the trauma of getting his hand cut off, gets shoved out the window, hits his head, and loses his memory? <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you being serious? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but bear with me. He loses his. That's memory. where you, that's where you lose me. I don't want that story. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want that, but I'm saying like that's one way that they they could do it. Well, that's the thing. It it would be a tricky story. It really would, uh, because then you you also have to be like, well, why didn't Obi Wan and Yoda know? Right? Yeah, I mean they could sense it. Like, why, because Yoda says he he could sense in the Force that you yeah, know, like blah, blah, wouldn't blah. they wouldn't they know and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there there is a lot, and and again like with that you know we talk about that a lot. Yoda. Yoda was kind of secretive anyways. He didn't always tell everything. And so um, Yoda could just be a big fat liar when yeah. it came to that stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. There's, I, I hope we see that story one day. I hope we see a story of Mace Windu still alive and where that leads. Um, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if that's a story that ends up um, in the comics. Yeah, and yeah. and the Darth Vader comic actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see Darth Vader and Mace Windu have another showdown where Darth Vader officially defeats Mace Windu. Um, I think I because if anything, I think that's what the story that would happen. We would get Mace Windu. He is still he's been in hiding, and however Darth Vader finds out, hunts down Mace Windu. They have a big showdown, last a couple issues. That's probably... And, if and then Darth be, Vader yeah. officially does defeat Mace Windu before A New Hope ever begins, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's what 
I envision in my head probably happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get it or not, but David, very great questions you asked us there. Uh, we talked about it for quite a while, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy Mace Windu and, uh, yeah. so he's a good, great character and I, I would like to see more of him. So yeah, I would too. So we're running low on time here, but we do have one more question as comes from Jordan Fick. And he asks, uh, we are all too familiar with both the interior and exterior of the Millennium Falcon from the five movies it's appeared in. But what would those rooms, or excuse me, would those rooms that's inside of the Falcon really fit inside what we have seen on screen? Well, apparently not, as proven by fan Stinson Lenz, who drew up uh, blueprints of the Falcon interior as seen in Empire Strikes Back and then overlaid them with the exterior of the ship. The results reveal that the cockpit simply cannot head back into the hallway to the open area with the hologram chessboard, which in reality would protrude beyond the Falcon's exterior. If that room were there, it would have opened out into the vacuum of space, presumably killing everyone on board instantly. What are your thoughts? So, we don't have a ton of time, and I don't know that we even really have a definitive yeah, we, answer. We on may this. have to go a little over today, but that's all right. fine too. But I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just, I'm just going to give my short and dirty answer because yeah, I don't yeah. know that we have a definitive answer on this course. Yeah. Obviously, a, I'm going to say two, two parts to my answer. A, it's just movie. You know, I mean, the only way I can explain it is that you know they didn't really think about it in the time that they drew it up. You know, what I'm saying, especially in Empire Strikes Back, they just kind of like they made the set and then they made the the miniature of the ship that they were going to use on this camera, and they probably didn't just like calculate every room that was going to go into it. And that's just probably the main answer that it is. It's just kind of like okay, we you know we uh, don't have. Uh, perfect planning when they was creating both set and miniature uh model right that, that's that didn't the overlay. that's the short answer that's that's yeah. that's the basic this is what it is now i will say this and i and i can't speak to this specifically because i don't have the experience but they have a real life millennium falcon in galaxy's edge that you can walk through and you can look around now that's true i don't know how extensive it is you know that it is i don't know if it goes into every single room that we see right i don't know if it's just like a hallway right, right. the cockpit and then uh the the lounge area that we see yeah i don't know i've, I've purposely never looked it up because i don't want to i want to save the experience <laughs> for myself but. so but my point is is if, if 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 it did have every room then that would that would explain it right how do i say it? you know if it had every room then mm-hmm. we would know for a fact if it laid over or not because yeah. then we could just go and check it out well, so so when when he asked this question, I, I looked at the the blueprint he was referring to, and it, I mean, according to the blueprint, yeah, the, the it doesn't fit mm-hmm. right, and so, uh, but I think for me, Pablo Hidalgo uh, says it best, and he's the one who, um, who's over the story group, uh, extremely knowledgeable in Star Wars. Uh, he writes a lot of the like books about just about information and different things. Oh yeah. And I think he said it, he said it best. Um, and, and someone actually asked him about it and he kind of just, he kind of almost like laughed about it cause he already knows, you know? <laughs> yeah. Of course. And he's, and so, but he, he, he was impressed that somebody had went and, and like matched yeah. it out and everything. <laughs> but he said it best. I think he said, and uh, he said, basically the second you break out the rulers in star Wars, you start breaking it. And yes, that's a perfect answer. Yeah. That is a perfect answer. It really is. That is a perfect We cannot give quantifiable imperial measurements mm-hmm. in a 
fantastical world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I mean, not to say that that's a bad question, Fig. Don't think that. Of course, that's a great question. No, I but, actually really enjoy the question. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that does hearken to a great point, is that when we start trying to give empirical measures measurements yeah. of, a, of a fantastical world, I do think that breaks the universe, you know? Yeah. Um, so I... The simple simple answer is I just don't think they thought about it, Fig. But yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, I do think that if once we start delving in that, then we're going to have to go into a whole litany of of other things that we're going to have to measure. And then, <laughs> and, and you find out none of it really makes sense. Once but, you once you pull the thread, it's going to start unraveling the whole. But scene, that's the thing. You know? That's what's magical about Star Wars. We don't want it to necessarily line up with the exactly. real world, or it wouldn't be Star Wars. And it wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, it would just be regular life, and that so, would stink. <laughs> um, so, to Fig, to kind of answer your question. Uh, I agree with what the guy said. It doesn't really match up, but I also am okay with it, and it doesn't yeah. really bother me. Yeah. Uh, again, I like the the magical aspect of Star Wars. Sometimes things don't necessarily line up and make sense when you bring out the ruler, but that's okay. Right, absolutely. So I hope that answers your question. We appreciate everybody who asked a question this week. Um, we we are very, very thankful. Uh, we love, like I said, we ever, say it every week, but we love, love, love all these questions. It is honestly the best part of the, uh, of the episode for me and Andrew both. Um, you know, the fan interaction is really what makes this, this, ep- this, this show what it is. Um, you know, and being able to talk to you all and, and get your questions and comments and just interacting with you is so yeah. fun. So please continue to do it. Please continue asking questions. Um, just if anything, for our sake, <laughs> we love it. We yeah. really, really love it. We do love it. And uh, so we, we hope you, that you continue doing it. Yeah, always one of my favorite parts to look forward to. Absolutely. But are you ready for our main topic? I am ready for our main topic. So, so yeah, so we're talking about uh, the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Stories of Light and Dark. Mm-hmm. This is a middle grade novel, and uh, thanks to Disney Publishing, they have given us they gave us an early review copy, yes, so that we would review it um, before um, it came out. And I'm gonna go ahead and let you kind of give your thoughts, yeah, uh, because you actually did read some of this, <laughs> right? That's that's the, so, the report I'm hearing. Those of you who may be listening for the first time. <laughs> Uh, you, and those of you who, um, are, 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 are seasoned veteran listeners, you can just chuckle here a little bit, but those of you who are listening first time, what he's talking about is like, I am not much of a reader. I, I, I've never have, well, I have been, but I have to read a lot for my work and I've just gotten like so jaded towards reading for whatever reason, <laughs> you know, I have to pour over like hundreds of pages of legal text every day. And the last thing I want to do afterwards is read more even if it is something i really enjoy so i apologize to those of you who are offended by that but just know i love star wars still but we have a resident novel expert here uh which is drew so we're gonna let him be the the official word but let me read a quick excerpt from starwars.com as to what this book even is so you have some context but star wars the clone wars stories of light and dark coming august 25th promises to be in a beautiful tribute to the just-completed animated series. The anthology will collect 11 stories by 11 authors, and I'm not going to attempt to read all of their names because some of them are very complicated. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the article says. You know, um, But it includes 10 retellings of memorable episodes and arcs and one original Night Sisters-based story. So, if you love the tales of Ahsoka... Maul and Clanker busting clones, Star Wars The Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark will give you the chance to experience them again in a whole new way. So, to go over my uh, my simple plebeianite thoughts on this, um, I thought it was actually really good from what I read. 
I thought it was good. It is it is a mid grade. It's, it's kind of like a you know tween novel type thing. You know, it wasn't for adults, but I did think it was pretty good. I enjoyed it um, from what I read. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, and I read about half. I read about half the book. So so you know that's doing pretty good for me. So. Um, but honestly, I thought it was actually pretty pretty mature writing. Some of the things that I complained about in some of the other children's books, uh, or, or young young adult novels and stuff, was that the writing was kind of, eh, you know, I read it and I'm like, okay, this is this is definitely meant for kids. But I will admit that a lot of these stories, mini stories, were pretty mature. Um, kids could still understand them, but yet you read it and you're like, it's it's not like oversimplified. Um, and I, I don't want to get too in depth because I don't want to give spoilers or anything, but um, you know, there isn't a different author for each chapter, essentially, or a different story. And I just, I just thought a lot of these stories that I read were very mature for for what it was, and, and they, they, the way they explain things and describe things was really uh, vivid and in depth, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, in fact, one of the first chapters we get into, and I'll just say this, is that was, was with Yoda, and it was actually one of the very first episodes of Clone Wars that we we see um, where. Uh, and this is not really spoilers because we already know the episode, right? But we see Yoda, he's trying to go to the uh, Trandoshan? I can't remember what it was. The the king, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, He's trying yeah, to help right. them out. Yeah. And, um, and uh, but basically we all know the story of that episode, but it was so cool to see it in Yoda's mind. Like it was from Yoda's perspective and what he was thinking about. It was, it was just so cool to go back through these stories that we, like I said, no one love but seeing it in a different way and i read that but i wasn't really sure how accurate that really was i didn't know what that meant necessarily and it was it was very accurate i thought it was super cool to go back and reread these from a, a specific character's perspective you know when we're on a television show we're seeing it from all these different other characters uh you know you know and that in that episode we have all the clones and then you have yoda and then the, we have dooku and we have ventress and we have you know all these other characters but it was so cool just to focus pinpoint on one character be in their mindset, their thoughts, you know, uh, and and this was one of the first time that Yoda really interacted with the clones. So to see his thoughts about the clones was yeah. was really really neat. Um, so overall, my thoughts on this, it was a great book. Um, it was still a kid's book, you know. It was still, and it's nothing too extraordinary, out of the normal, whatever. It, it's retelling, you know, out of the eleven stories, is ten retellings that we already know about yeah. the episodes. So. It's nothing too crazy. Um, what was your favorite of the stories? Uh, from what I read, um, I really did like the the first two stories. Honestly, I really liked them. the The Yoda one and the the Dooku one was really good. Uh, the Anakin one, the third chapter was was all right. I didn't. I mean, it was you know, I didn't dislike it. It was just it was all right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just think that that first chapter for me was really good. I really enjoyed reading about Yoda because Yoda's a great character. Um, but I, I did like, I really did like the Dooku one because, you know, he's, he's, it's his inner monologue and just Dooku is just like ragging on everybody. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So I really did enjoy that. So I will get, uh, my, my simpleton words out of the way and let our resident novel expert get in here. So Drew, I have, like I said, my standard questions I'm going to ask you, but uh, go ahead and just tell me what your general thoughts are of the book. Well, I, I want to say first, I'm really, really surprised <laughs> because, well, first of all, I'm surprised that you, you read as much of the book as you did. Yeah. But um, also, our views are completely different on this book. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, normally, okay. we agree on, on most things. 
Yeah. I do not agree with you at all. I can tell by your face you're like, this. are you serious? <laughs> I do not agree with you at all about this novel whatsoever. Really? Um, and that's okay. That's okay. We can have yeah. different, and it, it'll make for an interesting conversation because sure, we can talk sure, about, sure. we can get into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and read my written review that I had, that I had to post um, for Disney Publishing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's short and simple to the point, and then we'll go into a little more detail. But uh, So I'll just read that real quick. It says, The Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark is a short story collection of Clone Wars episodes. This collection retells episodes from new perspectives and has one brand new story to tell as well. I have to be honest, I did not expect much going into this novel. I am baffled why this impressive list of authors were asked to retell stories when they could have created new ones for us to enjoy. I agree with that. My assumptions were correct. This book does not bring much to the table and did not even use what I would consider to be the best episodes of The Clone Wars. All is not lost, though. I did enjoy getting into Kenobi's head during Kenobi's shadow and Maul's retelling of his encounter with Obi-Wan and Dark Vengeance. Stories like the two previously mentioned are written well. I'm just not sure what purpose they serve. Mm-hmm. I will mention that the brand new story, Bug, was not included in my review copy. I'm unsure why that is, but I will be eagerly awaiting the release of, so that I can check it out. Overall, I believe this is a missed opportunity. I understand that it is a middle-grade novel, but I think a whole collection of new stories would have been great for fans young and old. I recommend this to a younger audience who has yet to see the Clone Wars series, but I cannot recommend to anyone else. Yeah, so so let me preface what I was saying earlier, how good it was, so that, right? I, I'm in my mindset, this is a ch- young person's novel. This is a kid's novel. Mm-hmm. So, because I feel like I, the last couple of times, I, uh, I feel like the last couple of times that I had, um, reviewed them i was pretty harsh on them but then i'm like then i was like but it is a kid's novel so i came into this like this is pretty good if you're reading as a child so yes reading as me as a you know almost 25 years old who reads heavy literature all the time yeah it's it's not great and i do and i absolutely do agree with you on the fact that why do they retell episodes why didn't they go into new things? It doesn't really make sense. I'm just saying from my perspective, I think it was good. Uh, it was fun. I think I'm kind of biased, though, because I love Clone Wars probably more than any other Star Wars medium. So I thought it was really cool to well, dive I, into those characters' heads again. You yeah, know? and you love you love the Clone Wars episodes more than I do. Um, yeah, I have yeah. a lot of issues with Clone Wars sometimes, and you you actually enjoy a lot of them. And so... Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's part of my problem here. But, <laughs> yeah. but I just... For example, you really enjoyed the Dooku one. That's my least favorite out of really? the entire. Really, that's and, funny. And the reason, yeah. the reason for that is I hate that story. I despise no, that story. No, I didn't love the story the reason, itself. And the reason yeah. I despise that story is because they put Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin together, made them work together, and they're like <laughs> joking back and forth the whole time about it. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, like we're not enemies, like, like you know, we're and like, like teasing each other. Yeah, and yeah. they you're telling me the same people, Anakin and, and Dooku, that fought in episode two... And then the one that Anakin cuts his head off later is joking around, joking buddy, around, yeah. buddy, buddy, <laughs> helping each other out in the yeah. Clone Wars. In between that, no, no, <laughs> that was a stupid kids story, is what that was. Okay, no, I agree with you. And I that, agree with you. I, the fact that that can even be considered canon is appalling to me. Okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Unicorns kicking I'm, in. My word. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I, I, I can't stand. And that's a, the one thing about Clone Wars that gets to me sometimes. Is yeah. Is it is it goes to these weird like you know the only reason they're telling the story is because it's a kid's show mm-hmm. and um so <laughs> anyways um i i i think that some of this was well written and i do like 
the um the perspectives that we get here and like you were saying where you get like you you focus in on one character you get in their head and you can and so like you see that episode but you from a different way because it's it's going into like for example with Kenobi um we get the story of um of Satine being killed by Maul in right. that story right. and so you get to see where his head's at when that happens that is interesting that yeah. is cool to see um, you also, uh, that one of the things I, I noted from that story specifically is whenever he's talking to Anakin before he goes, cause Anakin's like, I know you're about to, to go, uh, to Mandalore, even though the Jedi order told you not to. Right. And they're kind of having that conversation and Obi-Wan puts his hand on Anakin's shoulder. just like he does in the, in the episode. But what's different is in when, when Obi-Wan does that, he senses a darkness he senses a shadow, yeah. a dark shadow, <laughs> and he thinks it's because of something to do with Maul and all this stuff. But right. what he doesn't realize is it's actually Anakin, and because Anakin's getting darker and darker and yeah. turning to the dark yeah. side, and so that that was a that's, cool little that is, thing. That is pretty cool. Yeah, and and there's cool. little things like that throughout the book, tiny little things there that are interesting. But there's not enough of it to for me to justify this retelling. No, of, I agree. Of these episodes, I, agree. I definitely and agree. And these are some talented authors, and they're ri- the stories are written well. And that's kind of what I was. That's what I'm basing it off of. Yeah. The actual writing themselves are. Great. But the problem for me, and I can't get past it, is why did we retell these stories? And we didn't, for example, we didn't even get, I mean, if you're going to retell Clone Wars stories, why didn't you retell the Mortis trilogy? Well, yeah. You know, stuff like that. that. that and, and that is a misunderstanding for why sure. Why didn't we retell Ahsoka leaving the Order? Yeah, because especially, I'm just like, harkening back to the Mortis, that, mm-hmm. that, there's so much information that could have been yeah, unpacked so there. much. There. And, and lore building yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, that was a misunderstanding And that's what I'm getting sure. at. I feel like yeah. the episodes they picked were non-essential. Mm-hmm. And except for maybe, like Kenobi Shadow, I think is a good one to do for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the Maul's is excellent. Just getting into Maul's head is always interesting. And like, mm-hmm. I think if you were to listen to the audiobook of that with Sam Witwer doing reading it, I think oh, it would be really be good. good. Yeah. Um, but it's just it just feels so unimportant. And they could have used these authors and be like, hey, you tell your own story mm-hmm. about the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and see what they come up with. Why couldn't we get that? And um, it, what the other thing that I I found really interesting about this novel is we get all of these these stories from different people's perspectives right and it, each story is, is, is someone else mm-hmm. we don't get one of ahsoka yeah now that really surprised me i was not we have a story that that ahsoka is heavily focused in mm-hmm. but it's told from the perspective of a young padawan who is with ahsoka <laughs> right. and not ahsoka yeah i mean because really clone ahsoka is clone wars yeah i mean what, when you think about clone wars what came out of that show mm-hmm. really was ahsoka I mean, yeah, Ahsoka is like the the main. I would say the main character of Clone Wars. Yeah, exactly. And so it's we do get one of Captain Rex. Yeah. Um, but and again, that was, that was another character that 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 uh, was you know come out of that. So it was good to have. Which this story, I only I didn't read all of it, but it wasn't super. It wasn't as yeah. more, what I wanted it to be for sure. But, but again, you know. like. It's just odd. The, the choices is. about yeah. all of this is odd. Yeah. And now, I'm curious how it started and, and what the, the the purpose of it was. But I'd say um, I'd say if anyone is going to to do this, don't get it in a book. Listen to the audiobook. I agree. Now I can't I can't I necessarily speak to the quality of the audiobook, but I assume it'll be pretty good because it is a lot of them voice actors from yeah. the Clone Wars yeah. uh, telling these stories. 
um, in a more personal way. And I think that that will be the the best way to consume these stories if you're going to. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Like you know, and let me let me say two points here. A, I would not recommend this to anybody over the age of you know 18 or whatever. And that that what that's just wanting to dive deep dive into great Star Wars lore and and, and lore building universe building. That's not that. Um, now I would recommend it to somebody who loves Clone Wars and wants to just get more of it. I would recommend it to someone who's young who just wants to like Star who likes Star Wars or wants to get into Star Wars, you know stuff like that. Now I will say this: um, you 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 mentioned that you know this was a lot of these uh, were non-essential stories and they they could have built on so much more. I will say though, the non-essentiality it's not really a word, but you know the non-essentiality of this book was there on purpose, in my opinion. You know this is just a kid's book; they're not going to have great lore building things in a kid's book yeah i know i agree with you but yeah. that's exactly my problem is, why, why did they even make this book then? what's the purpose yeah uh especially since they wanted to play off the success of clone wars <laughs> no i i agree with that but again it doesn't i'm not even saying the new stories have to be essential star wars no yeah as you're stories saying, yeah. they could have just been let the artists just come up with stuff right or yeah. the author sorry and i don't know i i I, I give this a two out of five stars. Yeah. And the only reason it gets two stars is because um, I do think there is something there for a younger audience who has not seen the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, maybe they just don't get to watch TV or don't get to watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they um, maybe they're just big book readers. If they were to pick this up and read read these for the first time with no experience of the Clone Wars, I think mm-hmm. uh, there would be something there mm-hmm. for them. But that's such a small audience, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a very like, minority of what, what's going to be listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, most people that are going to be picking this, let's just be honest, most of the people that are going to be picking this up are people like you and me. Yeah. It's not actually even going to be kids. No. They're gonna, it's going to be people not. like you and me who just grab everything star wars and consume <laughs> and try it. to ingest it yeah. and um and they're gonna i think most are going to be a little disappointed with it because again it just uh, i don't think it brings very much to the table and there's there is one brand new story that um was not in the review copy and i don't know why um and i actually didn't realize it till i got to the end and they're like and wait for the release to read <laughs> and i'm like are you kidding me like, <laughs> the seriously? new one the new ones I yeah knew? i thought we were um, reviewing the book <laughs> I know. I, so that's interesting because you would think they would want that in there for reviewers to mm-hmm. talk about the new story. But for whatever reason, so. they didn't. So I'll be waiting. And of course, um, we get review copies, but I also purchased a copy of the book myself as well. Yeah. And so I will be getting that on Tuesday and I'll read that new story then. And, and if, if it's worth talking about, I'll update next week. But yeah. So, you know, we're running late on time, and, and you really kind of hit everything, but I, I kind of like to have these standard questions I like to yeah. ask. Um, this one's kind of hard because there's not a centralized um, yeah. topic, but let's just run through these three questions real quick. So, how has the book changed your view of any of the Clone Wars characters themselves, or has it? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it really has changed any of them for me. Uh... Other than, no, it's not changed them. I, was <laughs> I had trying, a feeling he was going to say that. I was trying, I was really trying to pull something yeah. out, but no, yeah. it didn't. It didn't change it for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, from what I read, I'd have to say probably about the same thing as well. Um, second question is, what is your favorite chapter slash story 
uh, that that you read. My favorite is Kenobi Shadow. How did um, say that? Which you know is kind of <laughs> predictable. Um, yeah. But really, no, it is really good though. Like I, I of course was more excited about that one than any of them. Uh, but when I realized the story it was telling about him and Satine, that really did interest me because um, you kind of see that struggle with Obi Wan and the Jedi Order and. Um, and we know that at one point he would have left the order for her when yeah. he was younger and yeah. different things. And then seeing her have to die and all that stuff is a, it's interesting to get in Kenobi's head during that. And, you know, as, as I've said before, Kenobi's story can be pretty tragic. Um, and so that's definitely my favorite, uh, seconded by, um, the one, the mall story, dark mm-hmm. vengeance. It's written very well. And it immediately, as soon as I started reading it, I was reading it in Maul's voice. Like it just immediately, <laughs> yeah. it, the yeah. way it was written blends into that so well. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. So last but not least, this is the, the one main question I like to ask every single time, kind of as a baseline. Um, I have a feeling I know what your answer is because you already said it. But how <laughs> has the book changed your view of Star Wars and or the universe? And has it, it, yeah. it at all expanded the universe? Yeah, so not really. Yeah. Um, I will, the only thing I'll say about expanding is, you know, is you are getting these stories from, um, an inside perspective of their, you know, their thoughts, you're reading their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so that, I guess, brings a little bit to those episodes. So like if you were to watch one of those episodes and you're like, man, I wonder what, you know, Obi-Wan was thinking during that moment, I guess for, for that there's a little bit of expansion there. Yeah. Um, but even then a lot, most of the time it's not that big of a deal that you, it's, it's more like filling out the gaps rather right. than expanding further. Right. But, yeah. um, little things like Kenobi touching Anakin and sensing that darkness and stuff is, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Little, there's little things here and there like that, but for the most part, not much. Yeah. So overall, um, it definitely serves the purpose, uh, the book serves the purpose of what it is meant for um, as, a, as a young person's novel, child's novel that just wants to maybe get, get into Star Wars, a parent who, who has a child that maybe likes Star Wars or, you know, whatever it may be. So overall, it's uh, it was well written for what it is. Um, but if you want to check it out, you absolutely can coming out uh, the 25th. Um, but uh, overall... Um, we are thankful, though, regardless of our opinion. Yeah. Very thankful to Disney. For yes. Very thankful to Disney Publishing yeah. for giving us a review copy. Uh, we hope to continue to review their books mm-hmm. and still working on uh, Del Rey, <laughs> right. trying to get them to start giving us some early review copies of those. Yeah. Uh, until then, with Del Rey, we will probably do some reviews. It just won't be early. Uh, yeah, earlier. They'll have to be, yeah. have to be cause, uh, we'll get those the same guy, same time you guys do. Yeah. So they'll also have to come a little later. But yeah. um, wish us luck on that. We're trying to get early uh, copies. Yeah. I, I actually just sent a big long email to Delray <laughs> a couple yeah. days ago yeah. um, telling them about how we'd really like to be a part of that so yeah. that way we can get those um, so we can t- basically tell you guys what we think before they come out and so yeah. uh, that'd be great but we'll see what happens yeah so uh, if you guys want to help us do that Continue help us to grow the page. We absolutely love being yeah. your guys' source of unbiased Star Wars uh, knowledge, news, all that good kind of stuff. Um, we, we would like to be the bastion of truth in the world of yes. Star Wars, as we always like to joke That's around. We aspire to um, be. We, you know, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of biased opinions. We want to be unbiased. Well, we're always going to have bias, but we're going to try it. We will always be biased it. in Obi-Wan Kenobi, but... <laughs> 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 right. But but regardless, like we're just saying like who it comes from, what the content is, we always want to be unbiased. Right, right. And we 
always want to tell the truth. And uh, we, we hope that you guys enjoy that. And I know that there's other people who want that. So please share our page. Please let us know. And like I said, the more we grow, the more we're going to be able to do for you guys. But with that being said, we want to end our podcast today by thanking everyone so much for the continued support towards the podcast. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you each and every week. Uh, please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram now. We're getting out there uh, for weekly news, polls, discussions, memes, and more. Um, also, please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Feel free to leave us a nice uh, five-star rating if you would like. We would really appreciate that. Please. <laughs> it always helps us grow. If we can get onto the yeah. – I, I, was, I was on the uh, – I know I'm, I'm trying to do my outro here, but uh, I was on the, the, the Apple Podcast page and you just type in Star Wars, and, and we're not quite on the front page yet. But if <laughs> we could quite get, on the front page. <laughs> but if we could get on the front page, that would be pretty awesome. And, but, but your guys' reviews will help us do that course increasing yeah. the number of listens as well but uh, getting reviews is a big part of getting on the front page so yeah and the more people you can you guys can get to follow us as well and and participate mm-hmm. is going to make things easier like getting uh review copies from absolutely Dunn, things like that uh the, the numbers help with those things they will look at the numbers and decide if we are important enough to yeah <laughs> to do <laughs> right. such things exactly and you know one day we hope maybe to even be able to be a part of of some even bigger um, like marketing or not marketing, but like publicity events and things. And absolutely, uh, we'd love and, to do that. And maybe start to get into even doing some interviewing and lo- lots of things in the future. Absolutely, but none of that is going to be possible without you guys. So. Yeah. So we, we thank you for your support. Uh, but we uh, we would love for it just to grow and, and be able to do more stuff for you guys. But regardless, we thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us next week for episode twenty nine. Last but not least, may the force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Thank you.